Are you ready for the quantum age? Humanity's next step in evolution? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you to the extraordinary platform of evolutionary voices for the quantum age. Let's explore. Learn more about this upcoming age where we bridge science with spirituality. Where potentiality meets reality. Where we take compassion into action. Our trailblazers and visionaries will ask the whys, the what ifs, while igniting continuous possibility. Come along with us into an age beyond what we know today, where we can grow together in unity consciousness. Experience evolutionary voices for the quantum age, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on DreamVision7Radio.com. Welcome to What's in Your Way is the Way with your host, Mary O'Malley, inviting you to open to the radical notion that in your life, whatever you perceive to be in your way is the way. In other words, your challenges, whether they be relationships, compulsions, finances, or illness, come with gifts embedded in them that can bring healing and allow you to experience the joy of being fully alive. Mary is a counselor, awakening mentor, inspirational speaker, and the author of What's in the Way is the Way, the gift of our compulsions, belonging to life, and the magical forest of aliveness. What's in Your Way is the Way with Mary O'Malley is part of Evolutionary Voices for the Quantum Age. Heard Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Welcome to What's in Your Way is the way. And I am your host, Mary O'Malley. And today we are exploring your precious, precious life. You have been given a huge gift, and that is the gift of life. Buddha says that to be alive is as rare as if there were only one golden hoop that floats on the seven seas of the earth, and just one turtle that lives in those seas. And only once every hundred years does the turtle surface, and it surfaces through the golden hoop. And yet we all take it for granted. We secretly believe that we'll live forever and and nothing bad will happen to us. This causes us to sleepwalk through our lives where we rarely, rarely know the preciousness of each and every moment. And this brings us the joy of being fully alive when we are here for life. CNN anchor Sarah Sidner announced that she has stage 3 breast cancer. She said, I thank cancer for choosing me. I am learning that no matter what hell we go through in life, that I am still madly in love with this life, and just being alive feels really different for me now. Cancer ripped away the cocoon she had been living in, the cocoon that most of us are imprisoned in, the prison of being asleep to life, the prison of taking it all for granted. She goes on to say, I am happier because I don't stress about foolish little things that used to annoy me. (laughs) Every single day I breathe another breath, I can celebrate. I am still here with you. And I can love and cry and laugh 
and hope, and that, my dear, is enough. Oh, thank you, Sarah. That, my dear, is enough. Do we have to wait until we get a scary diagnosis or experience a sudden and unexpected loss or have a horrific accident before we wake up? It is my experience that we can cultivate skills that wake us up to the joy of being fully here for life, not taking it for granted. And when the big challenges come, we can be with them in a way that brings us more joy, just like cancer is doing for Sarah. One of the ways to keep on reminding ourselves to be present for life rather than always thinking about it is to add moments of remembering throughout our days. You can set a timer that reminds you to pause and be here. I love the insight timer. You can also commit to pausing around something you do repeatedly throughout the day, like going to the bathroom. I have used both of those, but I want to share with you one of my favorites. On my journey, I have gathered little stones, which I saved in a sacred bowl. Then, several years ago, as a dear friend was dying, and the truth of death came close to the surface, I went to my sacred bowl of rocks and counted out 31. Each one of them represented a day of the month, and I put them in a special bowl alongside another bowl on my chest of drawers. I then found a beautiful little pouch that a friend had given me with tiny bells on it, and I put it on a cord so I could wear it around my neck. And every day of the month, I took a rock from the first bowl, which I called the to-be-lived bowl, and put it in the pouch around my neck, which reminded me I was being given the precious gift of another day of life. Then, at the end of the day, I took the rock out and put it in the second bowl, the already-lived bowl. I did this for every day of the month, and then, when it was done, I poured the already-lived bowl back into the to-be-lived bowl and began another month. I did this off and on for several years, and it was so very powerful to watch the to-be-lived bowl empty as the already-lived bowl filled. Then, along with the little bells on the pouch, I was reminded over and over again that life is a continually changing process and that everything that appears will eventually disappear. For everything that begins eventually ends. That includes your next breath, this time where you are listening to this show, this day, this season, this year, and even your life. You can either be afraid of this or you can use it to cut through the noise in your life in order to connect with the preciousness of each and every moment. The gift of life. Another way you can cut through how asleep you are to life is to get to know nothing is permanent. Civilizations, planets, humans, rocks, and even mountain ranges have all a beginning, a middle, and an end. 
As Brian Swim once said, if you slow your awareness down enough, you'll see mountains galloping across the continents. <laughs> Our minds hate looking at this because we are so afraid of the unknown. We hold on desperately to the illusion of permanence. And yet it has been my experience that realizing the ephemeral nature of absolutely everything opens you into the preciousness of everything. And I want to say that again, recognizing the ephemeral nature of absolutely everything, including you, opens you into the preciousness of everything. A meditation master was once asked, how can we find happiness in a world where everything changes? The master held up a drinking glass and said, you see this glass? For me, it is already broken. In the meantime, I drink out of it, and sometimes it even reflects the sun in beautiful patterns. But when I knock the glass over and it shatters, I say, of course. When I understand that this glass is already broken, every moment with it is precious. Every moment is just as it is and nothing needs to be otherwise. And I want to say that again, because this is so important. When you really grok that anything, he's talking about a glass, is already broken. It could be your child. It could be your beautiful mountain bike. You know, every moment with it is precious. Every moment is just as it is, and nothing needs to be otherwise. So take a moment and look around the space you are in and realize that one day all of this will dissolve back into the mystery from whence it came. That includes your favorite pet, the pictures of your loved ones, and even the building you are in. Now see it all as if you've never been on earth before. Even if you've been in this space a thousand, thousand times, it's different than it ever has been. See it all with fresh eyes. As evolutionary cosmologist Brian Swim says, our way out of our difficulties is the journey into the universe as sacred. Our way out is activating the sensitivities of the human that respond to the sacred dimensions of the universe. It is a regeneration of the human spirit, enabling it to once again tremble with awe before these naked mysteries. What awaits us is the unfurnished eye, meaning seeing, really seeing what is before us. So take a moment again and look around you and see everything with your unfurnished eyes. In other words, see things without your conceptual world laid over the top of them. And if you do, Rather than seeing windows or walls or plants or furniture, you will see everything as an energetic expression of the sacred dimension of life. You will see it all 
as sacred. There's another dimension in your life where when you allow the truth of impermanence and the sacredness of life in, magic happens. And that is when you realize that thoughts, feelings, and sensations are as impermanent as everything else. And when you are caught in darkness and your mind is screaming that this is all there is and this will last forever, which our minds always do when we're really struggling, you remember this is temporary. This too shall pass. An additional way you can wake up from the dream of being separate from life is to actually live in your body. Most of us don't do that. We live in our heads and experience our body as a vehicle that carries us around in our lives. But as James Joyce once said, Mr. Duffy lives a short distance from his body. Well said, James Joyce. We also see our body as something that needs to be what we think it should be for us to feel okay about ourselves. If we feel we have too much weight, we have to go on a diet. If we think our nose is too big, we get plastic surgery. If we believe our skin is not okay, we buy a variety of products that promise to tighten it, erase the blemishes, and get rid of the pores. We believe that aging is bad and do all oh, so many things to our body to try to slow it down. Now, it's okay to do these things. But I want you to recognize that when you do these things, you are seeing your body as an object in your mind that needs to be different than what it is. And as we have explored before, that's the endless game of struggle. Being disconnected from our bodies, we manipulate them, try to control them, exploit them, uh, we demonize them. Think of many of our swear words. Oh my goodness. This cuts us off from realizing our body is our home, our sacred, sacred home. And when you come back home living in your body, Rather than looking down at it from your head, you access gifts that are beyond your wildest imaginations. Rarely, if ever, can we stand in front of a mirror without our clothes on and celebrate this enormous gift we've been given. In fact, for most people, it is soul-crushing to do this. We are unable to see that we have been given the exact body that we need to learn and grow in this schoolroom called life. With all of its blemishes and its illnesses and its lumps and its bumps. To recognize how precious this gift is. And a part of this gift is aging. But aging is a natural thing. And it can bring us many, many gifts if we stop fighting it. Looking at our body from the limited view of what is not okay, we are unable to connect with the beauty and the wisdom of our bodies. Being this cut off from our bodies is in so many ways soul-crushing. First, we are cut off from the awesome intelligence of our bodies. 
If you doubt how intelligent your body is, take a moment and recognize that at one time you were a zygote, a single cell, which was created when your father's sperm and your mother's egg came together. And this one cell knew how to divide and divide and divide again, becoming all the different systems of your body, your skin, your nervous system, your digestive system, your respiratory system, your reproductive system. Just let that in. How did one cell know how to do all of this? Because it was impregnated with the intelligence at the heart of life. Now, ask yourself, are you the one that keeps the 60 trillion or so cells that you are made up working together in a unified whole, orchestrating the millions upon millions of actions that keep you alive? If you were honest, you would say, no, I myself can't possibly do this. The awesome intelligence of my body does. But we're not done yet. Imagine yourself going into the heart of one of your cells, and there is the absolutely exquisite DNA molecule that was, as all things in the universe are, created out of nothing more substantial than stardust. And the rungs of this spiral molecule are made up of four bases. And if you change the bases around, you get a slug. And if you move them again, you get a rose. And if you move them around yet again, you get a human being. What this spectacularly intelligent molecule does is store all of the genetic information that you need to develop, function, and reproduce. Essentially, it is the biological instruction manual found in each and every one of your cells. Are you getting the sense that this thing that you call your body is a sea of astounding intelligence? This awesome intelligence also shows up as a field of wisdom that permeates your whole body. If you listen to your body, it will unfailingly guide you through the ups and downs of life. Our head, which is where we usually go for guidance, is cut off from life, but your body isn't. And it will tell the truth when your mind will believe the exact opposite. But we rarely listen to our bodies. It does take time to discover how to listen to its wisdoms. We have overridden it so much. We get acid indigestion and the advertisements promise, just take this pill and it will go away. But we don't realize our body is trying to tell us something, that maybe it isn't healing to eat all that pizza or that rich food or drink a lot of alcohol or eat processed food. I look back on my life and I gained and lost and gained and lost hundreds of pounds, wanting to just eat what I wanted when I wanted. 
but slowly and surely the price I paid became evident and now most of the time I eat something because my body is asking for it. Sometimes it requests protein, but at other times it requests something light like an apple or cantaloupe. Other times it requests a sweet treat like a banana or a spoonful of honey. And maybe at times it asks for more salt on my food. The other day I had a rare experience of overriding what my body was saying and I paid the price. So I had cooked up and frozen a very expensive fish and I was down to the last two, you know, frozen pieces and I was looking in my freezer and my mind said, oh, you got to finish that. You know, it's been frozen for a couple of months. And my body said, ooh, I don't want that. But my mind overrode it. <laughs> and I ate this fish. I don't know where I was. I was out to lunch. And I don't know if the fish had gone bad in the freezer or, you know, whether my body was just trying to tell me, you didn't listen to me. But I woke up in the middle of the night and all this stuff just went straight through me. And so it reminded me again of the power of using our body as a guide. Yes, it, it, sometimes it feels like our body is saying, yes, I want endless chocolate or endless alcohol. But it, it's underneath those voices. It's the whispers of your body that you can slowly learn how to trust and listen to. So what I'm saying is time to stop being with your body as if it were a construction project and start listening to its wisdom and its intelligence. Yes, as I said, it does take time. We bought into the beliefs in our mind that masquerade as the wisdom of our body for most of our lives. To learn how to listen, to actually live in your body, it helps to gift yourself with something every day that brings you into your body so you can begin to feel it from the inside. Rather than looking at it from the top down, you begin to live inside this sacred home called your body. Yoga can be a wonderful addition to your life, but most people do yoga from the top down involved with becoming accomplished with the asanas and looking good. But yoga means union. And if you were to make your intention to exquisitely listen to what your body is saying, rather than trying to do a pose right, you will discover that it is safe and healing to live in your body. The more you live in your body, you see that your body loves to move and it's naturally supple. Think of children whirling and spinning and doing cartwheels. As we grow up and get more caught in our heads, getting lost in the illusion of control, our bodies tighten and we lose the joy of living in a fluid body. But we can know it again, no matter what age we are. Aging doesn't have to be a process of crystallization as it is 
for so many people. In fact, my son just said the other day, you know, you don't look like an old person. You know, your voice hasn't gotten gravelly and you don't bend over. And that is because I have learned to live in my body and I treasure it and I listen to it. So yoga, tai chi, qigong, a daily walk, even a little skipping can open what has been closed and loosen what has been tightened. You will then discover the dignity, the grace, and the intelligence of your body. The more you make friends with your body, you will see that it is simply an expression of the earth. In fact, we are the earth that has become animated. Or as a friend once said, we are all just hairy bags of seawater who have learned how to think. I don't think I've ever said that without a chuckle. I love it. So your bones are made out of particles that were once a part of mountains. Your cells are surrounded and penetrated by the ocean. The breath that moves through you once moved through mighty cedar trees and baby pandas. To connect with your body is to remember that you are a part of this magical, mysterious, and awesomely creative process that is life. To connect with your body is to be invited to live from the awareness of the sacredness of it all. If we really think about it, Most of the time, our bodies never even touch the ground. There are shoes and floors and concrete between us and a full connection with the earth, who is our mother. We may, every once in a while, smell the earth, and we may actually pause for a moment here and there to truly see its beauty, but we rarely truly touch it. So I invite you to take off your shoes and find some grass to wiggle your toes in, or I have a favorite beach that I go walk barefoot on. Be like a child and allow your feet to play with the earth. Your body loves to connect with the earth in this way, to connect with its mother. And if you want to take this further, lie down on the earth and take a few moments to look at your world from this position open to the beauty of the sky before you. And if there are clouds, watch them dance with the eyes of a child. When I do this, I live underneath a 158-year-old maple tree. And oh my God, I, I, I look at her every day. I call her the grandmother. And I just am so grateful for her. But then I lay down underneath her and look up. Oh my God, I just got tears, you know. And then there's a park I go and walk at every once in a while. And I don't know what kind of tree it is. Uh, oh, I've got that app that I can, uh, it'll tell me what plant it is. But I stand underneath this tree and it, it's got to be, you know, at least a hundred years old. And it is a mandala. And so when you lay down on the earth, you look at life from a different perspective. It's easier to begin to see the magic, the mystery, and the sacredness of it all. 
When you're lying down on the earth, you can also close your eyes and allow your imagination to move down through the earth below you all the way out to the other side and discover an amazing thing. The earth is being held by nothing more substantial than space. (laughs) She's not stuck on a stick or hung by a string. She's resting on vast oceans of space. Now you can extend your awareness out to the left and to the right of you and then above you and discover there too are vast oceans of space and feel how solid the earth is below you. Then, just as deeply as the earth is allowing itself to be held by space, allow yourself to be held by the earth as you dance through the cosmos. Allow your body to melt into her embrace. From this grounded place, open your ears and listen to the earth. There are all sorts of sounds arising and passing away all around you and within you. There is the music of life and you are listening to it the moment it appears out of mystery. Now open your eyes again and look into space. Because the earth is moving 65,000 miles an hour around the sun, you are now looking at a different part of the universe than you just did a few minutes ago. Isn't that amazing? Allow yourself to be awed by how vast and yet how supportive life is. If you're inclined to take this one step further, find a place to lie down on the earth under a starry night. And again, let your body melt into her embrace and open to the vast oceans of space that you are dancing through right at this moment. We can see around 10,000 stars when the night is clear, but there are more stars in the universe than grains of sand on every beach of the earth. Let that in. There are more stars in the universe than grains of sand on every beach of the earth. That means rivers, lakes, seas, ponds, and oceans. Can you open to the magnitude and the grandeur of the universe that you are an essential part of. You are an extension of all of this creativity. Are you beginning to recognize that the more you live in your body, the more you discover that your natural state is one of primordial belonging? Your head may not know this, but your body does. Can you see that your body is an extension of this sacred whole? Can you allow your body to be held by the earth as you dance through space and recognize that you are a small but integral part of this awe-inspiring unfolding that is life? Ah. Your body is also a doorway into a level of bliss and joy that you may not at this point even be able to comprehend. Yes, your body is physical. 
But your true body is an energy body that permeates and penetrates every cell of your being and even goes beyond your body. To get a sense of this energy body, shake a hand while you're listening. Really, really shake it. Now stop shaking it and bring your attention to your hand. Can you feel the tingles of energy moving? That is your energy body waking up to the shaking. Feel how good it feels to have your energy moving. Now, you don't need to go around shaking your body and your hand all the time. You can access this energy body by simply having your attention and your body together. Focused attention is the sunshine that your body needs in order to open and let go. The more your attention is in your body, the more you will experience it coming alive. This energy body, this river of energy that has been with you your whole life is a doorway into joy, into love, and into wisdom. But your mind has contained it with its illusion of control. The more you live in your body, you will be able to make contact with the unconditional joy that permeates this natural aliveness of your energy body. It's just so fascinating for me when I'm having a challenging day and I'm I'm drawn back in. The, The struggling mind is almost like a magnet. It can draw you in. But I'm far enough along in this process that that tightness wakes me up. And then I bring my attention back to this moment. Maybe I'll do it through the sounds, you know, and then I, then I invariably come into my breath and use my breath to calm this struggling mind. And then I realize there's this whole other field that's always, always here. As Rumi says, beyond right doing and wrong doing, there is a field. I will meet you there. That's what I'm talking about. Beyond the struggling of our minds, there is a field, a field of joy and wisdom. Oh my God. And, and such support that you will, when you make contact with it, you will know always that you are never, ever, ever alone. Whether it's cultivating the impermanence of everything, like buildings, civilizations, our planet, thoughts and feelings. Or you cultivate moments of fully being here by using a timer or uh, using something you do, you know, every day for many years. Washing my hands after using the bathroom was the place to come back out of the struggling self and back into life. Or you come home to your body, accessing its wisdom and joy. All of these remind you of the precious, precious gift that life is. What we're exploring here is the art of becoming fully alive. Rather than paying attention to the daily undercurrent of struggles that is so familiar that I was talking about earlier, that feeling of fretting, of rumination, of 
endless fixing of wanting your experience to be different than what it is. You begin to meet life with curiosity and compassion, no matter what comes your way. And the more you stay open, the more you relax into this moment, exactly as it is. You see that true healing doesn't come from wanting what is not here or trying to get rid of what you don't like. You recognize it comes from giving your full attention to life the moment it appears out of mystery. And of course, at the beginning, there will just be moments of this. As Pema Chodron has said, we have to come back a million, million times. But every time you bring your attention out of the struggling mind and bring it right here, whether you really taste your toothpaste or you really hear the wind chimes uh, that have been ringing a lot because we've had a major storm in the last few days, or whether you just notice and fully open into one breath, one precious, precious breath. Rather than sleepwalking through your life, you begin to remember there are no ordinary moments. And there are no ordinary experiences. Even waiting in an endless line, or being on hold forever, or watching your favorite sports team uh, die. (laughs) There are no ordinary moments. There are no ordinary experiences. Instead of being bored or impatient or judgmental, you live more and more in wonder and awe and unconditional love for it all, and you finally know the safety and joy of being open to the great and intelligent river called life. So I want you to take a moment and just close your eyes. And just notice, how do you know there is a body here? We're not trying to change anything, fix anything. But there's myriad sensations happening all over your body. Maybe it's a full tummy. Maybe it's a crick in your neck. Maybe it's a... Uh, ache in your back. Maybe it is just really appreciating the rising and the falling of your breath. And now choose one thing and give it your attention. You can imagine if it's hard to do that you are paying attention to somebody else's body and you're an alien and you have to go back to your planet in uh, two minutes and you have to describe what it's like to be in a body. And so let your attention be fresh. Let it be the unfurnished eye. And in this one place that you have chosen, there are many different sensations. 
and see how many you can find. Maybe there's throbbing. Maybe there's warmth. Maybe there's coolness. Maybe there's a sharp pain. Maybe it's a, a kind of a your heart beating. Just find three different sensations embedded in this one sensation. What we're doing is learning how to give our bodies the sunshine of our attention. For with all of our fixing and doing and getting rid of and rising above, we finally begin to understand it is attention that heals. And if you're having an area of difficulty, you know, maybe you've just had surgery or maybe you just sprained your ankle, you know, or you uh, overdrank last night and you have a uh, hangover. Still, bring your attention to the discomfort. It may take a while to learn how to do this, but bring your attention to the discomfort and for just a few seconds, allow that discomfort to be here. Rather than reacting to it, you are responding to it. And this is what discomfort needs in order to lessen its contraction that, that keeps it so frozen inside of us. It needs the sunshine of our attention. So I invite you to bring that into your life to, to start with little things. You Maybe you have a slight cold or maybe you stubbed your toe or maybe you are waiting for the bus and you notice you're cold. Just be fascinated. If you think you're cold, where are you cold? You know, is your bottom cold? Is your the back of your neck cold? Are your toes cold? Just be fascinated curiosity. And the more you do this with the little things in life, you'll be able to build up to the big things in life. And when the body and the mind and the heart are screaming, you are not caught. You are simply the loving awareness that can bear witness to it all. And the more you do this, the more you recognize the absolute enormous gift that life is. This moment, when you are listening to these words, is precious. It's the only moment where your life is completely brand new, and it is the only moment that matters. So for just this moment now, allow your belly to be soft, your out-breath to be long and slow, and simply open to the preciousness of this moment, just as it is. Ah. Ah. So I leave you with one of my favorite poems written by Mary Oliver. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? 
who made the grasshopper. This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who is eating sugar out of my hand. The one who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down. Who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't exactly know what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Oh, and I want to say that again. Tell me, what is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? So hopefully, what we explore today will open things up so that you can treasure your life and bring into your life that deepen that sense of treasuring. So I ask you to ask yourself, what can you bring into your life that reminds you how precious your one wild life is? What will help you to remember for a moment here and a moment there to open to life just as it is? Life is a constantly changing river, and true peace comes when you can relax into its flow, discovering there's nothing to hold on to and nothing to push away, and everything you long for is already here. For all the children of the world, I thank you for listening. Because how you are with your daily life matters in this time of an evolutionary opportunity, in this time of moving from the old kind of mind that struggles with everything to the new kind of mind we talked about today that connects and listens and celebrates. So again, I thank you for all the children that are coming after. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this edition of What's in Your Way is the Way with your host, Mary O'Malley. You can access Mary's offerings on her websites, maryomalley.com and whatsintheway.com. Join Mary next time to experience the peace and joy that is always with you on Evolutionary Voices for the Quantum Age. Heard Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. 
Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. This is DreamVision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Flow. 